Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch is joined by Alexa Nichols Costa and Alexandria Rogers, nurse practitioners and owners of Lex RX. Okay, we are. I was going to say we're. Uh, good. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not re- we're not recording the video to this because that would have been funny to see. We are uh, live on the AmSpa hotline. We have the incredible ladies from LexRx, um, Alexa Nichols Costa and Alexander Rogers. I'm just going to call you both Alex again because that's just easy. Um, how are you two doing? Great. Doing great. That's awesome. So, our best pandemic life here. I'll I'll bet you are. Um, (laughs) Congratulations on your on your new baby. By the way, both of you are are relatively new new mothers. I mean, you've got I mean, you've got a lot going on. The two of you. My goodness. Yeah, we don't we don't stop. Slow down. That's for sure. Well, so for um, those of you listening who have not. Um, heard of LexRx. You you are, I, first of all, I've been huge fans of yours for a long time. I was looking back, we actually did a podcast with you in October of 2018. So two and a half years ago, um, a lot has changed back then. I went back and was kind of poking through it. And I think at that point, um, you have, first of all, you have um, two locations in the Boston area. Um, and they're both injectables only practices you were one of the, f- the first ones to kind of latch on to that to that to that mode of that business model which i think is amazing but you had i think you had one location back then and you were getting ready to open up your second one but i don't think it was actually open yet now you've opened your second one and you're getting ready to open a third but so just you know what's happened in the last year and a half just get us caught up <laughs> so that's spot on i actually looked back yesterday well, I'm like, when do we do that podcast? Because that was so fun and life was normal. And, and we did it over wine, which was great. Totally. That was back <laughs> yeah. how we used to do it back in the olden days. We would drink. Uh, yeah, back in the day, we would record podcasts while drinking. Um, so, yeah, it's been a wild journey. And a lot of fun things have happened since we last connected, including opening that second location, which we're at right now. So, just to give perspective, we have two injectables-only practices right in the city of Boston. They're actually about 10 minutes from one another. One is in the Beacon Hill neighborhood. One is in Southie. And our third location is actually going to be on Island in Nantucket. Um, and that will be opening in the next month, which we're super excited about. Um, but obviously, the last year or so has been quite different for everybody, bet, um, yeah. given the, the COVID landscape. So we were... Closed for about four months, actually, in really? 2020. So Boston, there, it was, yeah. there was no joking around here. We were yeah. locked down pretty hard. Um, I remember back in March of 2020 when we first got wind that we would be closing, we kind of looked at each other as like this great opportunity to close for, we thought, two weeks. Yeah. I think we'll close for <laughs> two weeks and then we'll regroup. This is going to be awesome. We've never been off for two weeks. And <laughs> Four months later, we were like, okay. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, everybody from personally to professionally really was put in a position where during COVID closures, you either, you know, you could continue to exist um, as a business owner, you could go extinct, um, mm-hmm. or you could evolve. And I think we use that time to really just evolve and make the most of it. And that's what we did during that time. 
Yeah. Um, we first of all, I mean, four months is a long time. Like I've the, the folks we've talked to who have been closed, the average has been about two months, yeah. but no, no one's been closed four months. So that I mean, that's a, a massive hit to your to your revenue stream. And uh, how did you end up doing in 2020, though? And what, what did, did you end up finishing strong once you were able to get back open? Good. Yeah, I, we had another record setting year, which is remarkable, um, given what it was. Um, we kind of joked, like, what would it have been had we been open those four months? Um, but we beat, you know, 2019's revenue, which was a goal um, pre-pandemic. So we're happy that we're still on track for that. Um, I think, you know, we were a seven-figure practice before the pandemic, and we continue to grow month over month, which is, as business owners, I can ask for and I think during a pandemic, that's been a really sweet spot as well. That's amazing. I mean, congratulations on that. Four, I mean, four months of, of being off and managing to uh, to beat your your numbers is something to be really really proud of. Now, what um, what did you do to evolve during that time to continue to stay relevant and to continue to make money? And what was the what was the what was the decision or the pivot that you all made? Lots of things changed. Um, we started offering virtual consultations, which was huge for us. So even though we were shut down, we couldn't see anyone in person. We were able to offer virtual consults from home and um, whether it be like a filler or a neurotoxin consult and come up with a plan for our clients for when we did reopen or skincare consultations. Mm-hmm. We took the time to really grow and expand our skincare line. Um, and we offered a lot of skincare consults virtually and that helped um, kind of drive revenue behind the skincare line. People were able to purchase. We turned our practice into like a warehouse. We joke we were just shipping products out all day long um, so people could continue to take care of their skin while at home. Um, we also kind of went virtual with our um, teaching entity too. So we started, we professionally recorded all of our um, lectures, our mm-hmm. filler, filler and our neurotoxin lectures went virtual. So people are able to purchase those on demand from home and um, student clinicians could learn mm-hmm. from home. And then when we reopened, we were able to get them in for their hands-on trainings. Which was kind of an interesting thing too, because we weren't sure if the educational piece was still going to be hot. Yeah. Um, we didn't know if clinicians would be interested in thinking about a new business venture, given the climate of the industry and just life in general. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing. It seems like people really did take a step back and refocus on education. So for the yeah. first month or two, we were hosting the classes on Zoom and we kind of realized like day in and day out, we were teaching the same four or five hour lecture. We were like a broken record. Yeah. Um, and we just thought like, I think, you know, our colleague and one of our best friends in the industry, Danielle Smith, she always talks about optimizing efficiency. And we were like, mm-hmm. we are not being efficient right now <laughs> in terms of how we're using our time. Yeah. Um, but we sat down, we regrouped with our videographer. And we just said, like, let's pump these classes out virtually. Let's put them on demand. Let people watch them on their own time um, instead of meeting on Zoom. And we'll just host Q&A sessions a couple times a month for an hour or so. Um, and it's really taken off and it's been like a great silver lining to the pandemic. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. I, w- I want to ask you about your, your skincare. Cause when we, I think when we talked last, you were, I think you were just getting ready to launch it or you had just started it. I know you were all big on, um, the merchandise you, you have, I'm, I'm still waiting for my, my, my Lexarx hat, by the way. It's, it's oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Must've gotten lost. laughs> um, but what, um, 
a lot of people try to do and want to do kind of branded skincare lines and it's it's people either do it really well a lot of the time I found that people don't like it and they just end up scrapping it. You, you seem to have, have really kind of caught on and, and, and gotten into it. And in some ways, it feels like the pandemic maybe helped that. What Talk about kind of that journey. And, and did you, have you measured and do you know like how much increase you've had in your, your retail f- uh, over the pandemic versus prior to the pandemic? Yeah, it's been super interesting. I think for us, you're correct. When we last kind of sat down to record, we were just about to launch um, a private label line. And I think for us, because we're only injectables, we were looking for a way to stay at the forefront of our clients' minds when they're in between treatments, right? Mm -hmm. So like we don't have clients coming in monthly for a facial or a laser treatment. We don't have these other accessory services. So like how do our clients remember us and how do we stay relevant while they're at their house? And private labeling felt like the most appropriate choice for us. And I think anyone who has attended the med spa show has gone through that vendor hall. You'll see that there's no shortage of pharmaceutical companies that you can partner with to create these formulas. And I think for us, like Alex and I will always be the most honest about the skincare line. Like we're not trying to fool any of our clients into thinking that we're sitting in our kitchens with like a Bunsen burner and like a beaker making formulas. Like we're not, um, but I think that's a big difference. Like I think a lot of people in the industry do try to give this image that they're drafting these formulas and like creating these formula lines. Like we're not chemists. We know what we're good at. Um, why not partner with someone that knows that inside and out? Um, so we've partnered with a few different vendors, all of which can be found at the med spa show. Um, and it's worked out really well for us. Um, in terms of giving our clients top-notch products, medical-grade formulas to maintain their results in the privacy of their home. And during the pandemic, like that was the best time for us to sit yeah. back and reset and see like where were we lacking, where which views were we missing, um, and kind of make sure that we had a really buttoned-up line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, we, it's a, such a good way for us to use our creative mind. Um, understandably, it's not for everyone, but... It's such a fun project for us. Well, um, and you you had the what was the there the 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 Boston Magazine at home facial thing or whatever that that you were able to yeah. to get some publicity on that's that that helps was that I would tell me yeah. about that. Two years in a row, um, so 2019 and 2020 we won Best of Boston. 2019 was for skincare line. Um, 2020 was for at home facial. Um, they did some fun categories to play off of COVID, um, and I think for us like we weren't able to offer what we're good at, which are the injectable services. So like, how do you maintain a brand and move forward? And rather than going extinct, like how do you continue to evolve as a practice? And that's what we really focused on. And we shifted our social media to yes, share before, after photos from before COVID, but also like, here's what we're all doing as a team to maintain our skin at home while we can't necessarily offer you the services. Yeah. It's, um, that I mean, that's that's absolutely right to be able to stay relevant, um, to be able to get that. And I'm curious, do you do you for those out there who who maybe want to get publicity in, in in magazines and other big cities? Is that something? I mean, was that hard to do? Was it just like do you, do you have a PR rep or is it the kind of thing where you just reach out yourself and say, hey, I want to be? How does that work? Yeah, so we have a publicist um, okay. that works for us. She's contracted. And we have said from the beginning, like we will absolutely have somebody on our team that 
is expert in that industry, but we won't pay for paid advertising. So for us, that best of Boston win is even sweeter because we actually don't pay to advertise yeah. in Boston Magazine um, or any of the media outlets. I think it is, as millennials, it doesn't feel authentic if you look into a magazine or you see a sponsored ad or you know that somebody was in an advertorial segment for a magazine, you know it was a pay-to-play function, right? And I think yep. as millennials, like, I wouldn't buy into that. I think it screams advertising and marketing. And um, I think results kind of speak for themselves. Word of mouth, hands down, has been our best um, means of getting the brand out there and has been the reason we've grown. So gotcha. we, we do have a publicist, but she pitches us organically to yeah. these media outlets. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Nantucket because I am dying to hear about what you have going on there. First, and, and, and first of all, the um, your original kind of strategy, which you've been very, very um, focused on, which I think is 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 amazing, has been you know hyper local social media targeting. Um, millennial only, right, right. You're really focused on millennials, injectable only. Um, and when we first talked, you were, you were really focused on kind of staying within that, your little neighborhood in, in Boston. And that was kind of, you know, we were, we talked about that. Now you're out on an Island. Um, talk about how you got to that decision, what you made through, you know, did you, where'd that come from? And, and, and how did you come up with that idea to, 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 to go out there, which is maybe, I, I don't know anything about Boston and Nantucket, but I feel like it's a slightly different type of neighborhood than what you're used to. Yeah. Have you been to Nantucket or no? No, no. Oh, I, I get you out there. <laughs> um, so Nantucket, it's an Island off Massachusetts. Yeah. So you can fly there, you can take a ferry, um, but you're right. It's not on the mainland. So for us, the goal has always been since 2015, when we launched to continue to kind of seat ourselves in neighborhoods where people live, work, play, vacation, um, in terms of who our target demographic would be. And I think though our target market is always going to be focused kind of on the millennial demographic, um, we do treat ages 20 to 82. That's kind of our client age range, but the 90% of them are millennials, um, and it's always been a dream of ours from when we launched to even try a pop-up on Island. It's somewhere we grew up vacationing. A lot of people from New England will summer there. It's just a really kind of cool, posh, kind of really fun New England playground for people in the summer, but it's also become a playground for people year round. And I think what allowed us to really reset during, um, COVID closures and kind of think about what our next move would be is like, hey, why haven't we done Nantucket? Um, and though the landscape is physically different there, it actually still contains a lot of our clientele already. Mm -hmm. um, so the people that we're seeing and treating in the city are a lot of the same people that we'll still see on island. And we did a ton of diligence during our closure about kind of the behaviors of people both in everyday living, where are they vacationing? How are people spending their time in this like new normal that we're in? And I think one statistic that really stuck out was that even, sorry about that, the schools on island are, have seen 40% increase in the number of attendees. So the public schools and the private schools on island saw this huge influx in mm -hmm. students enrolled this year, which suggests that these rich New England folks who have vacation homes over there are not just summering anymore. They decided to move outside the city, go to their summer home and kind of set up shop because people are working from home and the kids are now going to school there. And that's 
part of the diligence that we did amongst many other things to see, does it make sense to just do a pop-up or could we really pull off having a full-time location on island? And we said, what the heck? Like everything we've done, we're going to just kind of see if we find the right spot, um, which we did, and just see if it works. And we're super, super excited. It's a really cool spot right downtown. It's next to several flagship locations of major national brands. Um, And it feels just like our other spaces. Small footprint, just high retail foot traffic. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. So when do you when do you open that location? It's not open yet, right? No, not yet. Probably in the next month. Um, so early spring, twenty twenty one. Okay, well, that's so exciting. Is, is is there one of you? So you're obviously a, uh, there's a partnership. There's two of you. Is there one of you who is more the idea person, and the other one like is one the accelerator, one the break, or are you both just like <laughs> let's go no matter what, let's just do depends it. Depends right? on what's going on. Depends on the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's take the let's take the Nantucket location. Were you both totally on board with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were both pretty much on board with that. I'm probably more like I say I'm a little bit of a spaz. I'm kind of a spaz. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like yeah. Okay. I would say more so are you a spaz in the accelerator <laughs> version or the brake version? <laughs> Again, depends on the scenario. Depends on the scenario. <laughs> uh, no, we have a really, really good dynamic, I think, from a friendship standpoint to a business partner standpoint to now owning a home together standpoint. We are a really dynamic duo, and I think um, it's hard to find a really good business partner. And I, yeah. we always say, like, we feel for people that try to navigate this industry on their own. Um, we feel for people that maybe don't have the right partner in the business. Um, for us, like we've really got it down to a science on how we operate. So. I definitely think Alex, I feel like you're mostly the one that's like, we'll do it. What could go wrong? Nothing's going to go wrong. <laughs> like she's so optimistic and I'm like, are you sure? Like, what about this? <laughs> I'm like, we're just going to figure it out. Like, no, it's got to, it'll definitely it always work out in Alex's head. Everything's going to work out. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm the one with the flights of ideas and Alex is like the organized background with like the statistics of like mm-hmm. all the things. And yeah, I've noticed that you talk more. <laughs> Wow, that's such an observation. Yeah, I know, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just—it's just an observation. Um, that's kind of always how it's been. But yeah, um, that's, that's it. <laughs> Nailed it. So, what? What is this? Um, let's talk about the house because I saw this. Um, God, who? I think it was. I don't know who it was. Someone showed it to me on, was it an Instagram or something? And you had the, the, the team house and is that in, and just, I want to hear about the background for that. Like how you came up with it. First of all, what is it? And like, what's the, what's the purpose of it? Yeah. So we always think we wouldn't be where we are today without the team. I think having each other is one thing. Um, but one thing that we've been so, so lucky with from the beginning is that we've had just a rock star team and everybody that's grown with us from when we first had our first hire is still with us to date. And, awesome. and I think that's a testament to how we've built our culture and how we continue to kind of grow the brand and the team. 
Um, and for us, we have we only have nurses or nurse practitioners amongst our team. So all of our practice coordinators are nurses, and that's been a strategic move for us. We just feel like every touch point of the business from the client experience side, mm-hmm. you're engaging with a medical professional that can talk the talk, knows the business, knows the science. Um, and a lot of the nurses are actually in NP school, so they're being pretty much primed and bred to join the team as injectors all while understanding the brand fully. And we have every intention as we continue to grow and scale to keep this core set of team members involved with us. And a lot of our NPs now that have been with us for the long term have taken on more business responsibilities. Um, And we are the biggest advocates for making sure that your team feels valued. Mm -hmm. Um, We kiss the ground that they walk on and truly, literally, figuratively, um, we are (laughs) obsessed with the girls on the team. And I think we want everybody to be happy. We want to make work enjoyable for them. And as we looked to kind of scale outside of Boston um, and even outside of Massachusetts, this next move is really another proof of concept at this phase in our business. Like, can we run a location on an island? Yes, it's Massachusetts, but it's it's far. Um, and if we're going to do it, like, how the hell are we going to get there? How are we going to live there? Um, so we kind of met with our accountants and our advisors and said, like, does it make sense to do a long-term rental or should we buy a team house? Um, and this was probably another, like, little bit of a spastic move. We were like, let's buy a house. Like, let's just buy a house on Nantucket. It seems like the natural next step. Just buy a house. (laughs) (laughs) And there are other options. (laughs) (laughs) It's a far commute, right? Like it's an island. So um, our thoughts were like, if you are committed to the brand as much as we are, which the girls on our team are, Um, we want you to have the best experience and the most fun when you go work at this location. So everyone on our team, if they're going to pick up shifts or cover the practice, um, they can stay at the house. So it's kind of like a, you know, work hard, play hard scenario. Yeah. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like, uh, MTV, like real world style (laughs) or something. Bravo. Summer house. Summer house. Andy Cohen, we got to get in touch. He's a BU alumni like me, so I'm determined. I I think so. I mean, Summer House is is perfect. We were just watching that last night, believe it or not, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, So when, is it, is it in, is it part of, is it like, the upstairs of the, of the, the, or is it a totally separate location? No, it's a separate house. Um, So it's eight minutes from the practice and three minutes from the beach. Okay. <laughs> well, it's good to have the priorities. Importantly. <laughs> so I, and then are you going to, I mean, neither of you live in Nantucket, so you're going to have to, um, and you both have children. Like, how are you going to, are you going to get someone who lives there to kind of work there? Is that, is that, is that the plan? Because that's a, you know, it's a different, it's a different dynamic I would imagine. Totally. And I think, um, as we, you know, look to maintain the highest safety protocols at the practice as well, like, God forbid you have a vessel occlusion and none of our staff members from the Boston team are there. Like, what will we do? Um, so that's always something in the back of our head and we're actively interviewing clinicians on the island as well. So. Okay. So tell me about this house. Is it, I mean, is it nice? Does it have like a outdoor space? I mean, yeah, like, you want to come stay? It's uh, a lot of abs- yard. That's yeah. Awesome. Four bedrooms. Yeah. Lots of room. Yeah. We can technically sleep the way we've built out the house, which it will never be this way. What do we count? 14, 14, 14 places to stay. That's awesome. No, you got to do like a, a LexRx summer party or something. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think 
what's really cool about the two of us being owner operators is that we've grown the brand together. We now have families. The girls on our team are having kids. Like we want a place where like we make it easy and enjoyable for you to come to work. And it's like, if you want to bring your kids to the Island, like bring them to the Island, stay at the house. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. I mean, we want them to truly like your employees have to feel valued in order to really run your company. Well, what's the, what's the reaction been with the employees? Have they been pretty stoked about it? There's a lot of excitement. Yeah. They've known a lot behind the scenes for a while before we ever really went public with it all. Um, because we involve them in the decision-making, right? Like we, if we make this move, like, do you want to get involved with it? Would you want to go work a shift there? Would you want to go to the Island? If we have a place for you to stay, um, those are big pieces before we, you know, though we had this idea, um, we did have some thought behind it and made sure it was going to work. That's, that's awesome. Um, it's wicked smart. That's what that is. (laughs) (laughs) The, um, I mean, you should absolutely like, you should set up cameras. You could just live stream it on Instagram. I mean, it could have its own Instagram account. I mean, this, this, Not a bad idea. I mean, this yeah, is, the, the team house needs an Instagram handle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's lady Lex house. So it's a big new England thing. And especially an Nantucket thing to name your house. So yes. lady Lex. Lady, lady Lex. Lex. All right. I like it. We're going to have to come there and do a, do a podcast in person. Totally. <laughs> um, have you like outfitted it with like pinball machines and stuff or is it just kind of, or is it more girly than that? (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's probably not, not what you guys are going to do. Um, (laughs) so the, um, what, what I think is interesting is that you, you two obviously are very close. You're, you're, you've, you've built this together from the ground up. You've expanded. I was looking at your website and you have, I think, what, four or five other NPs that are working with you now? Seven. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a lot of NPs and they're coming into a, a kind of a different dynamic because they know you two are, are together. You're building this you're, yourself. Have you, how have you, or talk about your kind of your, your hiring process for that. Cause one of the, the one thing that I hear over and over again is, is how difficult it is to find good quality people. Um, and I, are you looking for experienced injectors? Or are you bringing in kind of the, the raw ones and then training them? Our clinicians all come through our training program, which we feel so grateful for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we use our, our, teaching entity in our training program as a way to kind of scout for talent. Um, when we have them in for their hands-on training, we can, you can see a lot just from that experience, how they interact with clients, how the, how they are, you know, are they talented? Are they providing good results? Are they safe? Um, personality, all of that is, you can tell just within the first few minutes. Um, so we feel really lucky that all of our clinicians have come through that program and, um, They've learned from us, which I think is really nice because you don't have to then teach new habits or undo old bad habits. Um, so from the beginning, they inject the way that we train them to. So is it is it um, I mean, are you really not taking any I mean, is there any limit to the experience they have? And if you have someone who's got five years experience injecting, will you even consider them or is it you kind of want to go back to. Oh, yeah, we don't discriminate. Okay. Um, I think just. So far, it's just worked out that way, yeah. and that's just how it's been with the past. Yeah. Totally. Our first, you know, few girls, few NPs that we've hired, but yeah, we we wouldn't discriminate. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and the, the, you know, the reason I ask that is is I've heard that it's it's 
specifically with in, with injecting and and with you know since you have such a singular brand and a, and a business model that is heavily dependent, I mean, solely dependent upon injecting, it's oftentimes easier to train somebody than it is to try to break their habits for, from where they've been. Um, so I feel like in many ways, if you were to bring in someone who's got a ton of experience, it might kind of break up your flow and, and just kind of, you know, make it a little more difficult. Not to say that's not possible, but I, yeah, I've heard that. With its own challenges for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, they would have the experience, but then there would be challenges in, like you said, maybe yeah. breaking bad habits or doing things differently than we would do them here. Um, every practice obviously has their way of doing their, their thing. Awesome. <laughs> totally. And I think one thing we focused on too from the get-go is like much more of a team model than just kind of a single rock star injector model. Mm -hmm. Um, Even just our Instagram, like we really do try to highlight everybody instead of focusing on like a single personality, um, which is something we're really mindful of when we do hire people is, you know, we're not looking for that person that's just looking to get Instagram famous or be that injector that um, steals the spotlight. I think it's so much a team mentality um, and we really do keep the peace. Like we, joke that like we've had no drama and we've got seven NPs on a team and you know many more nurses involved in the practice and there's no drama like which is all we could ask for because our day-to-day is so busy just managing the back end of the business like there's no time to deal with you know cattiness or pettiness um so we really are looking for injectors that can be trained people that are open-minded but better yet like you have to be a good person and get along with everybody on the team Mm -hmm. So, so what's next? Where's LexRx Wrigleyville in Chicago or what are we talking here? What's the next step? <laughs> so we've, you know, we had a ton of really great momentum going into the pandemic um, and have gained some experience and engaging with different players, even just from an investment standpoint. So yeah. to date, we still have not taken on any investment. So we've, yeah. uh, it's Alex and I, 50-50 for owners, and we have been cash flow positive since 2015 without a business loan or outside investment of any kind and literally grew from one box of Botox to where we are today. And I think we've gone through a few exercises and we've engaged in, you know, different forms of diligence with different private investor groups. Um, And it has to be, if we hit that phase in the business, it needs to be the right partner. I think for us, like we've been able to grow in Massachusetts on our own, which we're proud of. Um, we do things our way and we haven't needed that outside strategic partner. But I think as we look to scale outside of Massachusetts, um, we've always kind of said we need somebody who, if it's going to be the money man, it's going to be that strategic partner. It's going to be somebody that's done it before with mm-hmm. a similar or a like-minded concept um, mm-hmm. that wants to be able to bring something else to the table. Mm-hmm. And I think one avenue that we're exploring that seems to be working in our favor is finding a like-minded nurse practitioner that wants to be a third partner in a new market. Mm -hmm. So someone that can own the brand and has that responsibility and the dedication to want to be an owner operator. I think we lose sight in like an industry that med spots can be so corporate heavy. Like being an owner operator is one of the best competitive advantages you can have in this market. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason that, you know, we've been able to control the brand messaging and really make sure that the culture is consistent amongst multiple locations without feeling like a super corporate, like kind of cheesy med spa. You don't, if you lose that owner operator piece of it, um, I really do think it's a slippery slope and I, I think you can expand too quickly um, and kind of fail ultimately. So we're yeah. really looking for people that 
want to be hands-on. And I think for us, it will be an NP in a new market who has a network. And at some point, maybe we entertain taking on investment, but it's got to be the right partner. So there, there, there is a plan to continue to expand though. Like it's not, you're not content yeah. with just three locations. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we've had some amazing NPs reach out to us and we've been encouraging it through our platform. Yeah. Um, like if you vibe with our brand and you like the LexRx messaging and you kind of like what we're doing, like please reach out. Um, we've been very vocal about that and we've had some awesome NPs reach out um, from the Charlotte, Charleston area, mm-hmm. um, one in Florida, a couple in Scottsdale, um, New, York. New York. So we've got, got our hands in a, a lot of different things right now. That's exciting. Good for you. That's that's amazing. Um, I had such a good question for you, and I just forgot completely. <laughs> Seriously, it was scintillating. Um, no, so I mean, do, well, do you have any like? Is there is there one location? Or is is it location dependent? I mean, do you want to go to certain spots, or are you? Is it just if the if there's a right person at the right time in the right place like how are you going to decide where to go now and i understand it's personality based and that's huge but you know florida is different than 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 la right so it's like are you trying to are you looking at locations specifically or is it just personalities combination. I mean, mm-hmm. we've even had, um, we forgot to mention Oklahoma. Oh yeah. Oklahoma and Alabama. In Alabama. Like places mm-hmm. that definitely were not on my radar or even in my thought process a few yeah. years ago that now I'm like, okay, that person was awesome. And they, and they seem to have a great network. Yeah. <laughs> so and they pitched a lot of great information based yeah. on the, the city that we may not know. Like I'm not familiar with Alabama. So. Right. <laughs> you can convince us that you would do well. <laughs> totally. Yeah. totally. But yeah, we would do our research. So I do think it's a combination of things. And are, are you limiting it to NPs or should a PA for reach now, out to you? Or is, are you like just not going to answer a PA's call? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we no again, no discrimination against any clinicians. Okay. Um, we really do try to keep an open mind. I yeah. think what we can speak to is what's worked for us so far in the business. And so far it has been all in NPs. Yeah. So if there's someone listening to you that wants to reach out to you, that thinks that, that maybe they'd be a good fit. How, how do they reach out to you for a house? For, for a house. They want a house. If you'd like a house, um, send us an email yeah. or DM. Okay. Or you can call it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. To, that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to figure out is what that what that address is. Yeah, we answer all the outlets, so okay. whatever works best for you. Okay. What um what's the actual email in case someone's listening to it and they want to write it down and actually email you? Hello at lexrx.co. Hello at lexrx.co. Okay, awesome. And you definitely are on on Instagram and 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 you can find all that. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> And you are actually buying people a, a, a house, is what you're saying? Yeah. So in addition to <laughs> being able to bring LexRx to your city, the co-founders are offering to buy you a house. That's awesome. Yeah, no. I mean, honestly, though, we're going to see if this really does work out yeah. and this kind of concept that we're trying on Nantucket works. Like, who's to say we wouldn't try it in a new market? I think there really is something to be said about happy employees um, and the productivity that you get at the business and the way that they represent your brand. So if that means that they have a place to stay and their families are happy and they are like, it might be the new model going forward. And for us, like, because we would be traveling, um, you know, to check in on these places and have an active role in new markets, like, yeah, we need somewhere to stay too. So, yeah, 
Dang. <laughs> so, all right. So you, and you're going to be at the med spa shows. So people can, 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 I know things change, but as of today, you're going to be there um, and you're re- recording some stuff. So anyone who's listening, you want to come and, 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 and meet the Alex's um, you totally should. Um, I really appreciate you guys taking some time to talk to me again. I know you're, I know you're busy, um, but it's so cool to see, see your success. And um, I mean, you've I, 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 kind of in closing, I would love to just, you know, in the last, you know, two years, really. Whoops. Hang on. That was on video. My cat just crossed in front of them. Um, what, what have you like, like looking back on your last year and a half, two years from your first location? What's the, um, I mean, just what have you learned? And I know that's a, that's a loaded question, but like, what's the biggest difference between you now as a business owner and then? is a loaded question. I think, um, we kind of always say like you need thick skin literally and figuratively to be a business owner. And I think especially in our industry, um, you kind of learn how to roll with the punches. I think if you can't roll with the punches, you might not be cut out to own a business and you might not be cut out to own a business in our industry mm-hmm. because that entrepreneurial journey is a bit of a roller coaster. Um, nobody saw a pandemic coming. <laughs> I think for us, um, what may have been a fire drill year one is like small potatoes today to us. So I think mm-hmm. what you perceive as a challenge year one by year six, it's a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think operationally speaking, we've just gotten really efficient and we kind of know what we're good at and we know how, we've got a really good flow to how we do things here. Yeah. Um, but it's always a learning curve. Like we are, <laughs> we tell our girls all the time, like, if you need something, tell us. If we're doing something wrong, tell us. Like mm-hmm. we don't have a business degree; we have an experiential business degree, mm-hmm. um, which we may argue is the best kind. Um, but you know, we're not perfect. There are things that you know, if you need to correct us, like tell us, we'll fix it and we'll pivot, adapt, and we'll persevere, like we have um, kind of throughout the journey. Yeah, yeah, and I would add just for us, I think just staying busy. Like we, we just keep trucking along we avoid distractions avoid drama we stay in our lane and i think you know busy now is different than busy year one but we just are constantly seeing busy new projects new ideas just being creative constantly and i think that um contributes so much to our success that's are you still are you still sticking to the injectables only model i mean is that still all your your locations are that you yeah, I mean, I think while we were closed for four months, we were super thankful that we weren't, you know, looking at our practice space being occupied by hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars yeah. worth of equipment sitting around, taking up space um, and thinking about how to pay those bills. We just had, you know, our inventory that was already paid for from neurotoxins and fillers, but otherwise it was just our rent. So we really do run a pretty lean operation. I think, you know, you've just figured out how that hyper-focused model works. And for us, like that's where our passion is. And if you're not passionate about something, you can't sell it. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Good stuff. Well, uh, we'll have to, we're going to catch up like maybe in another year and a half or two years when you guys have like four LexRx houses um, and <laughs> you know, lo- locations all over the place. Um, but thank you again for for for, for, for I know. Thank you so much. So fun catching up. Of course, of course. 
Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spy Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Alexa Nichols-Costa and Alexandria Rogers, nurse practitioners and owners of LexRx. If you are new with us, we would love to invite you to hit the subscribe button. Click it now so you can get AmSpa content delivered to you each time. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.